True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Hello, welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal. Renee. And we're thankful that you tuned in to join us tonight. Renee, how are you doing? I am doing great. I'm not enjoying this heat, but I shouldn't be complaining because <laughs> we've had a pretty mild summer. What about you? You know what? You're right. It just, I had some clients move here from California that were thinking this isn't bad at all. Last time I talked to them, but I bet today they were like, dang it. You know? Yeah. They spoke too soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it took longer to get hot but it sure got hot so they were trying to trick other people so they would come here <laughs> yeah hey it's worked right people come in here exactly. and drive. but I but I think also just having so much rain really made a difference you know and I can tell my clients think that that Texas has rainy summers but that's just not true it's just been that way the last few years it's really strange yeah it really is and, it, and I can't say that it hasn't been welcomed because it's been a nice you know, change to have a little cooler weather. Yeah. But the rain does get a little old. It sure does. Okay. So thanks again for joining us for True Crime Broads. We're going to start off the show by reading a review like we've been doing. This one came in recently. The name of the reviewer is GT Spring, Texas. So that's cool. They kind of, I think it's their initials probably, and they live in Spring, Texas. Um, which I believe that's outside of Houston. So I'm going to read this one. Uh, the title of it is Way to Go, Five Stars. And it it says this, Crystal and Renee, you two ladies are doing a wonderful job at keeping this horrible crime from going quiet and getting swept under the rug. People who leave negative comments need to realize y'all are not professional podcasters, but two ladies with hearts as big as Texas who want justice for Missy. That was nice. I am from the Houston area. There we go. And I remember this case when it happened. But like y'all keep saying, the media got quiet, so I forgot about it. I came back, it came back to life to me when Crime Junkies covered it. I searched for more info and came across True Crime Broads. I started listening and got, comp and got completely sucked in. I binged every episode in a matter of a couple of weeks. You two really care about this, and it shows. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, GT. That is so nice. We really appreciated hearing from you. And I think I'm going to double up and read one more. This one's shorter, but um, this one came in around the exact same time as that one. And this one is from a listener who calls herself Jilly Lady. It's J-I-L-L-Y-L-A-D-Y. And the title of it is Love These Ladies. And she also gave us five stars. And it says, I really enjoy this podcast. And I am very grateful to these ladies for bringing awareness to an unsolved murder. They are also entertaining and fun, very down to earth as well. It's nice to know that there are still good people in the world who are trying to help others. That's so nice, Jilly lady. Thank you. Yeah, and I, rec I, I recognize her from Instagram. So she's a sweet lady and she follows oh. us on Instagram. And if you're out there listening right now, please follow us on Instagram or Facebook or both. We would love to hear from you. We're also on Twitter and um, we would love to see all you guys on there. And we tend to... Um, post you know around the same time that we're going to do an episode and sometimes we just post for the heck of it so come and join us and tonight's episode you know pretty soon Renee and I are doing an episode where we kind of go back from the very beginning of the Missy Beavers case one of our favorite listeners Stephanie had suggested that we do that and we are definitely planning that and that'll be a lot more detailed than this episode but this episode we're going to kind of hone in on one particular thing and many of you who have been following the case are aware that Missy Beaver's father-in-law 
His name is Randy Beavers. Um, he did not live in Midlothian, but um, he was, he's gotten a lot of attention. Would you say Renee in this case? Yes, that is an understatement. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and um, so anyway, to More make it- he deserves. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, so we decided to delve into one aspect that Renee and I just kind of skimmed over this because Renee and I just didn't see any significance of it. So we really didn't spend a lot of time on it, but we're realizing that people, especially new to the case, they want to hear about this. And that was when very soon after Missy's murder, Randy Beavers, he was in town because of the murder. Okay. So he doesn't live here. He actually, they reside, he and his wife reside in Austin, Texas, which is a few hours drive south of Midlothian. And um, they were vacationing in Oceanside, California in their RV, which is something they frequently do. So it wasn't weird at all that he was out of town when the murder occurred. But when he found out about the murder of fam from family members, he and his wife scheduled a flight and they flew to Midlothian and he was staying with Missy's sister-in-law, who is Brandon's sister, and that would be Randy Beaver's daughter. And they were staying there, he and his wife. And unfortunately, his wife's chihuahua got into a fight with his daughter's dog where they were staying. And sadly, it did not end well for Randy's um, dog. The dog did not make it. Yeah, Kilo passed away, unfortunately. So this next event got a lot of attention in the media. And what happened was Randy Beavers took four shirts to the dry cleaner super center there in Midlothian. And we have those up here in Frisco. I'm sure everybody's aware of these. They're kind of like a budget cleaners. When we first met, moved to Frisco, I think it was like $1.59 an item to have it dry cleaned. I don't know what they charge now. But anyway, it was that type of place. It's called Dry Cleaner Super Center. And Randy went in there with four shirts. Three of them were his polo golf shirts. The other shirt is the one that got all the attention. It was a woman's shirt. And it was white. And it had some blood on it. And so Randy walked in there and told the clerk, oh yeah, I need to have these shirts cleaned. And by the way, there's some blood on this one. Okay, name's Randy Beavers. Thank you very much and leaves. The clerk says to her, him or herself, you know what? That's the guy related to Missy Beavers. I need to call this in if there's a bloody shirt. And they also reported to police that it appeared that he had tried to clean the blood off before bringing it in. So police then got a search warrant to go get the four shirts from the dry cleaners. And if you would like a copy of that search warrant, we will pin it in the files in our Facebook group. Um, and I'm also happy to email it to you. If you just want to send us a private message, I'll send it to you. No problem at all. And so basically they did their due diligence. They did get the shirt. They also spoke with the veterinarian's office who, who confirmed that that was accurate, that he had seen the dog. And Renee, I don't know about you, but the blood on that shirt, it is consistent with what you would expect a grieving dog mom 
would be cradling their dog in their lap oh, yeah. in the Absolutely. car on the way, on the way to the veterinarian's office while your husband's driving. I mean, it, it's consistent with that. Um, right. That makes complete and perfect sense. So um, that was corroborated before the DNA, DNA test came back. Um, Midlothian police did conduct DNA testing on the shirt and it was confirmed through, through science, through testing that that was indeed animal blood and there was no human blood present on the shirt. And the reason we wanted to bring that up is because obviously when someone is being accused of a murder in the public eye and then they pop up with a bloody shirt in their hand, you know, people are going to pay attention to that. So we wanted right. to make sure everybody sort of understood the beginning, middle and end of that story. And it did end with it being confirmed that that there was no human blood on that shirt. You know, I, I realize that people make mistakes all the time. Um, you know, you, I think they even have a TV show called world's dumbest criminals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but I don't see and I, I typically, I think a lot of those errors are made, you know, when crimes happen on a whim or, you know, just something that you just do, you're not, you didn't plan it. But I have a hard time believing that somebody would plan as as much as you can see this murder is planned out and go to all the trouble and all the links and all the things, all the obstacles that they had to overcome to pull off this murder, to just turn around and walk into a dry cleaners with a shirt with blood on it. So I never right. even, I really never gave it any time or attention. I really didn't. I was like, I wasn't even sitting on the edge of my seat whenever they came back and said, you know, it's animal blood. I already knew it was going to be animal blood. I just, so, yeah. you know, like you said, we, we needed to cover it because, and I was like, I really, you know, I know that the gist of it, but I just, I don't know. I just think it's so silly. And, and But I mean, I'm glad that they went to, took the steps to do what they needed to do to, you know, to check it because you never know. But I just, it was not something that I was, you know, in the back of my mind, like, oh, I wonder what, you know, how this is going to come out. <laughs> right, right. And, and, you know, being so early, the timeline, I mean, that was only four days after Missy was killed. So they, you know, they needed to track that down, that lead down and follow up on yep. it. You know, they could, if they would have just said, nah, we're not interested, that would have really looked bad for them. Oh, yeah. And I totally so agree. Yeah, so I get why they did it, but I don't think police thought it was going to be Missy's blood either. Um, yeah. They don't, the Midlothian police, law enforcement, they don't seem to have ever really been interested in Randy as a suspect, in my opinion. Do you think they were? I, I haven't seen any evidence of that. I haven't either. It, it just boggles my mind how so many people go that direction and I think it's I think it's pretty much based on the fact that the person is trying to make themselves look like a bigger person a man perhaps with bigger feet you know just trying to make themselves look different than what they are which makes perfect sense but I don't understand why it's always Randy because there's so many other people that it could be you know right well and you know what else is funny I was listening to a podcast a while back and I won't say the name of it because I don't want to say anything bad about another podcast if anyone wants to know which one send me a private message and I'll tell you but I don't want to announce it on here but basically the host one of the co-hosts was saying 
that they thought it was Randy that did, they did an episode on Missy Beavers and they thought that Randy was guilty. And the co-host said, that's the most arrogant killer to take a shirt with blood on it to the cleaners right after, like she was implying that Randy was taunting the police. And, you know, I just, I don't see that at all. But of course, if you've made up your mind that you think Randy did it, I guess if you look at it through that lens, you can write any kind of thing in there, but you know, there's just, he has been, um, corroborate all his story that he was in Oceanside, California, checked out every which way, you know, we've talked about this aspect of the case several times. It was verified through travel records, eyewitnesses, people who were with him late that night. It would have been impossible for him to have left Oceanside, California and to have physically made it all the way to Midlothian and been in that church. Absolutely impossible mathematically. Um, there wasn't enough time. It wasn't even close. And then also phone pings and uh, travel records, eyewitnesses. And what was the other one, Renee? I think there was four ways that they verified. Um, about. I think where they were staying at. Yeah, I guess that yeah. was the eyewitnesses um, at the campsite that were with him late that night. But yeah, she was killed. I mean, I'm kind of a night owl. So when I think of Missy's murder, to me, I feel like she was murdered late at night. But, you know, but to her, it was early in the morning because she had already gone to bed and had woken up that early. And of course, her participants, too. I just tend to be a bit of a vampire. And I just kind of think of that as being late at night, three, four o'clock in the morning. But technically, of course, it is morning. And um, there was just not enough time for Randy to get there. Even if there was even if he wasn't verified through these other ways, which he was, but he physically couldn't have gotten there, even if he had a jet. A private jet waiting for him at still there's not enough time to get from southern california to midlothian in the church suited up like that killing someone it's just there's not enough time why do you think uh, so many people it's almost like they want it to be him and i don't i really don't understand it i mean you know he was a little a little cocky in the interview when they were talking about the bloody shirt but i can totally understand that because it's like okay, here we are. Let's, you know, get this ironed out and, you know, let people know. And I don't think he was terribly cocky. I think he was just like, they were just, they were, they were annoyed and I I completely understand why. I got, yeah. But yeah, I know. I agree with you. It's just uh, much to do about nothing. I also think that whenever we see people saying that Randy did it, a lot of times it's someone who hasn't really sat with the case for very long. Because I can, I can understand that being a knee jerk reaction. Um, cause most of the people I know that think it was Randy, like people I know, like friends of mine, they haven't followed the case very closely. They just saw the thing. They saw the news thing. And you know, that news conference that we're talking about Randy, that Randy and, um, Brandon had at the police station about the bloody shirt. Randy turns around at the end and for whatever reason, the cameras didn't turn off. They stayed on him and he kind of waddles away with a little bit of a limp. And I, that just sold people on it being him being the perp. I mean, that was like the final, you know, that was it. That was that convinced so many people. But if you really sit with this case for a while, I just can't see a motive I do not Um, either. (laughs) I can't see why he would suddenly just turn evil. He's been a nice family man all these years. There's no reason for him to have that kind of animosity toward his daughter-in-law. 
I get the impression they didn't see each other a whole, whole lot. I mean, he didn't live locally. I'm sure they visited just like any normal family tries to get together that lives kind of far apart from each other. But yeah, I, I really struggle to understand why people won't let go of it. I understand thinking it at first, but you know, after you really think, and especially at this point in the investigation, we're coming up on five and a half years and we have, you know, the MPD, DPD, Fort Worth PD, Arlington PD, NYPD, Texas Rangers, FBI. If you think of everyone that's assisted in this case, if the perp was just that simple right under their nose, I would sure hope that they could have arrested him by now. Oh gosh. Yes. I mean, he's right there for them to I just, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's why I'm so confused as to why it's literally daily. Uh, I mean, you can just scroll through any type of uh, news article at any point in time throughout this, and you will see somebody saying it's so obvious who it is. <laughs> it's and the father-in-law. <laughs> I know, and I'm just like, here we go. I just and, and, and I always want to say, where's the evidence? yeah. I mean, I'm not, I don't mean evidence for a court of law. I just mean, I want to see any kind of evidence of it. I just don't yeah. see anything. Well, they don't really, in my, not that I've ever seen, I've never seen anybody back it up with here's it's the father of all. And this is why I think that, or this is why I think I know that. Um, I think it's just basically because the person, and this is just merely my opinion, nothing more. Um, I feel like the person is trying to look bigger than they are. So it kind of just fits his, you know, body type, but I don't think the height is the same. I don't think it, you know, anything else is the same. I don't even really see that much of a similarity in the walk, but that's just me. I agree. And after seeing you in the church, standing next to the Dutch doors, you know, those split doors, Yes, man, that Randy Beavers is way too big to be that perpetrator. That's a small person in that church. Yeah, that was such an eye opener going into that church and seeing everything right in front of it. For first of all, it's, and I know we've talked about it before. It's the church is so much. And I, when I say small, I don't mean it's tiny. But I'm just saying it just looks ginormous. The halls look like they're just so long. And we literally walked the entire perimeter of the church in five minutes or less. Oh, it's small. Yeah. Yeah, it's very small. I mean, that part where the perp is trying to break into the door, they turn around and they're, you know, putting tools into their vest and then they walk off. The distance from that door to that corner is, oh my gosh, just steps away from it just looks like so much bigger. Like it's the length of a kitchen to me or right. something. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It's unreal. And, you know, we had talked about over the years, um, and this is a sad thing to think about, but we had talked about how did they get from the awning? How did her body get found by that other door? Like, how did they travel that distance? It's not even any distance at all. It's just, it's, like, not. it's like a few feet, you know? It is, it is. It's like, you know, you, I think you were standing kind of in the middle of the hall and I was over at the corner and I turned around and you were just close enough that I could just go, Hey, and you heard me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we so, were maybe a, what, a yard or yard and a half apart maximum. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really incredible how much distortion is in in the surveillance videos you i, I just right. blown away at the way it distorts it i guess it's to get more of a view of the whole room i guess but it's just weird. and 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 you know i'm glad you mentioned the distortion from the cameras because it makes me question 
what the perp looks like if the church looks that different. Yeah, that's true. And you know, somebody made a really brilliant comment. I want to say his name is Shane in our discussion group. Uh-huh. He was saying, if you look at those, um, I had mentioned, I thought there was fisheye camera lenses or wide angle lenses. And he said, um, <coughs> sorry about that. I had to cough. He said that um, it looked like uh, one of the doors was sort of distorted. And then, you know, he made the point and I cannot argue with this as much as I wanted to. I had to go, wow, that's true. It's possible the perp's legs may not bend back as far as it looks like. Oh, yeah. If we're dealing with wonky camera lens stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Distortion. I yeah. mean, I think the legs probably do do that some, but I think we've got a screenshot on Instagram where it looks pretty exaggerated. That could be part of this, you know, camera lens thing. Yes, that's true. So it's interesting. That's true. This is the only case probably in the world where I feel like people know less as time goes by instead of knowing more. Well, you know, I think anytime you put on that much clothing, it's going to make you look bigger anyway. So it's obvious, you know, if, and, and I don't mean any disrespect to Randy, but if you put that, um, I was going to say uniform, <laughs> if yeah. you put those that SWAT gear on Randy Beavers, he's going to look like, you know, he's, you know what I'm saying? He's going to look extremely big. Right. And this, this person looks big, but you wouldn't say they were like extremely big. So I just feel like there's so many ways that it, that you can point out that it is highly unlikely that it's him. And Right. And I just can't get past I mean, it doesn't look like him on camera to me. It doesn't walk exactly like him. Um, it looks like somebody to me wearing shoes that are too large. And I didn't used to think that at the beginning, but I do now. I think you agree with me on that. Oh yeah. That's and the, and the walk and, forever. <laughs> right. And you know, when Midlothian police said, even at the five-year anniversary, they said, you know, the person's gait could be caused by a temporary condition and you know that could mean an injury but it could also mean just wearing shoes that are way too big that's a temporary yeah. condition so yeah you know we just know it's it's amazing how little has been released about this case we've said this a zillion times before but we don't even know the cause of death we've been trying to piece stuff together all this time the autopsy still sealed 911 calls sealed um sealed 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 you know we've gotten our hands on public documents but the big stuff the big information is redacted and sealed yes indeed and you know um another thing is that a lot of people we have some people out there that are doing some different things like sketches of the person mm -hmm. and i believe that they actually said that they thought randy did it but then did a sketch of somebody that is the complete opposite of him so <laughs> i found yeah. that interesting too <laughs> i just i've never seen so much speculation in my life because the other cases that i followed and i think you can relate like the scott peterson case that thing moved pretty quickly and the media was on it and police was the police officers weren't really the investigators weren't really hiding that much I mean, it was like, boom, 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 information, you know, and Darlie yes. Retier, boom, boom, boom. All these cases that I've covered, it's, it's strange. And Delphi is kind of doing the same thing. Um, although 
the Delphi investigators have been more open about who they were looking at. Like they literally published their pictures and, and names and said who they were investigating. So Midlothian police has been even more tight lipped than Delphi. Yeah, that's true. Delphi actually, um, they ended up releasing a little bit more information, which I think in turn ended up giving them some more uh, information. They ended up doing a couple of sketches on the people, uh, on, yeah. on the perps. And I think they ended up coming up with two different ones. So I don't know how that turned out. I haven't seen it lately, but. Yeah, there was an increase in tips and um, they also had an increase in their reward. Remember Christine Menina mentioned that on her episode with us. That, that happened. Right around the same it. week as we yeah. got our increase and the same dollar amount. I wonder if it's the same person. I know. I found that pretty interesting. That's pretty awesome. So, but yeah, here we are. It's just like the Delphi case. We've got the perpetrator on camera and it's an unsolved case and about the same period of time. Missy's case is only slightly older than the Delphi case. They're both just horrible tragedies and we just hope and pray that they get solved if anyone has any information about the missy beavers case please contact ellis county crime stoppers you can give anonymous tips you can also call midlothian pd contact them through their facebook page uh, or the number, call their phone number the phone number for um, ellis county crime stoppers is 972-937-7297 now, Renee, did you want to do some announcements about our billboard success? Yes, we have. Uh, we are so excited. In just a short amount of time, we've raised $1,520, which is awesome. Woohoo! We only like $680 to, to uh, fulfill our uh, need for the next uh, term, which is uh, the next quarter. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, we had a lot of people who donated and I wanna just read them off, you know, just to, so that we can thank them. Um, so we got a donation from Philip F, Julie K, Marsha T, Lee W, Jennifer L, Linda N, Shannon D, Rayburn T, Rhonda, V, Stephanie K, Heidi P, Mary N, and Elizabeth T. And then we had three that were anonymous. That is so awesome. I know, Thank you. we have such great listeners. We really do. And it's amazing. And we just can't thank you enough. Thank you for coming forward. And we recognize so many of those names this time that donated. And thank you, thank you, thank you, friends of True Crime Broads. We could not thank you enough. And we're just thrilled that we can keep that billboard up a little bit longer. We're just praying that we've heard that from Ellis County Crime Stoppers, our contact there said that the tips have definitely increased since the billboard went up. And of course we don't have privy to what those tips are, but we're just hoping and praying that at some point this thing will get busted wide open. Yes, absolutely. Um, we also got word that our cards, the uh, and I, I call them our cards, but um, the cards that were um, made and have Missy's information, basically, it looks like the billboard on the back of the playing cards. And they're a deck of playing cards, right? Just like you would play poker with yes. or whatever. Yes. Those got distributed to Ellis County Jail in Waxahachie, which is the county jail for Ellis County. 
Um, so that's where anybody that would, that would uh, you know, be transferred would, would go there. The playing cards got distributed there last week. So we're so excited about that. Man, that's just another great source. And, um, and you know, Christine Menina, the, if you haven't heard our episode with Christine Menina, please go back and listen. She is phenomenal. Um, she talked about how that was the first thing she did with difficult cases you go hit the jails if you need tips hit the prisons hit the jails in the local area see what people know and I believe was it Cheryl McCollum or was it actually Menina that said about the playing cards one of them mentioned them and I'll have to go back and listen but yeah that's that's amazing yeah it really is it's I'm just so thrilled that those are out there we can continue getting more tips is going to be helpful heck yeah and we, as we promised, we're going to embed a code word in here because we're going to have a contest, a contest. Hey, Renee, what day do you want to um, have announced that we're going to have everybody jump? Have, why don't we do it Friday? We're going to call it Freebie Friday, right? So that makes yes. sense. This is Wednesday. So, so on 30th. Friday. Yeah. Yes. So we'll skip tomorrow, give everybody a chance to listen to the podcast. And the code word is busted there okay and that's what we're hoping will happen to missy's perpetrator very soon so that's the word keep it in mind we'll ask for it on friday and then if you comment with it um in time um we will do it do you want to do it in the afternoon or the evening renee um we should give people a hint of when to look for it uh let's see friday i'll set my phone alarms we don't forget yeah we can do it in the afternoon if you want to. Okay, so like let's say like um, 4 p.m. Yeah, that works. Okay, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're in the Dallas area, so we're on Central Time. 4 p.m. Friday, we will uh, ask everyone to come to our Facebook page and we will have a little fun game that will use that code word that we just said. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for True Crime Broads. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a great night. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
Bruce back. Skirt off the block, twelve on the clock. I paint cash. You do the math. I bust the bag. You take the tab. I cut you fast. You had a gas. Skirt off the block, twelve on the clock. I paint cash. You do the math. I bust the bag. You take the tab. I cut you fast. You had a gas.